I'm Sarah. And I'm Shannon. And welcome to Your Inner Shelf. This week we're going to be talking about Taylor Jenkins Reid's The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which has been highly recommended to me. Shannon, want to tell us what it's about? Yeah, sure. Um, When Monique accepts an assignment to write an exclusive article on Evelyn Hugo, a legendary movie star who has never spoken to the press despite her tumultuous relationship history, she accepts willingly and realizes quickly just how much of Evelyn's love life was kept under wraps. But, um, get it? Because (laughs) she's a movie star. I thought it was really funny whenever I was writing that description. Um, So, yeah. So, um, me and Sarah thought we should probably do a um, character Mm -hmm. breakdown for you guys. Because as the book's, like, title states, there really are seven husbands. And, frankly, some of them are, like, not too memorable. Um, Sorry to um, my my man, Mick. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. So, we just thought we would kind of break it down for you guys. So, obviously, main character is Evelyn. She is um, the movie star. Celia spoiler alert, is the love interest, and Connor is um, Evelyn's daughter, and Monique is the journalist writing the story about Evelyn and Celia, but it also focuses around the husbands. Um, Sarah, if you wanted to introduce some of the husbands. Yes, so the book is told chronologically through the husbands, so our first husband that we get is Ernie Diaz. He is responsible for getting Evelyn out of the town that she grew up in. She grew up in Hell's Kitchen in New York. And so he's responsible for kind of getting her out, helping her really make a name for herself. We then move to Don Adler, who seemed picture perfect when we first meet him. Um, He turns out to be an alcoholic and he ends up beating her, cheating on her, and then very publicly leaving her. But he did help her rise to fame uh, by linking her name with his. Evelyn then marries Rex North, who is also another famous actor. They were doing Anna Karenina together, and so they decided that their marriage would help boost the ratings for the movie, which it did. Um, They had a very amicable, like, friendship marriage, and then Rex knocked his girlfriend up, um, and they ended up having to get a divorce. Yeah, and I think it also also should be stated that, like, Rex was, like, kind of feeling sorry for her because of how much Hollywood, like, sided with, like, the absolute abuser Mm -hmm. that Don was. So, like, good for him for at least trying, despite the fact that he does, like, And I will say that, like, the way that they divorce was like very clever and the way they divorce actually comes with the next husband they decide to play evelyn as like a cheater but rex also was a cheater so they're mutually cheating on each other basically um and the way they do this is they bring in evelyn's longtime friend and very famous director harry cameron who directed like one of the first movies that evelyn was in really got her famous and they ended up saying that they were like a thing together and so eventually you know they end up getting married um and it all blows over yeah harry is gay um and so they end up kind of being 
kind of a beard for each other. Evelyn kind of wants like a nice marriage and she's like, well, if I'm going to marry anyone, I might as well marry you. And Harry's like, well, if I'm going to marry a woman and have a family, like it might as well be you, you know, because you like, you know the truth. Harry ends up fathering uh, Cam-, Cam Connor, who is their daughter, and they just they have the best marriage. Can I? Harry's my favorite. Um, yeah, I I feel like anyone who reads this book, like if your favorite husband wasn't Harry, there's kind of something wrong with yeah. you, in my opinion. From there, we meet Mick, who honestly is. Kind of just like memorable. a blip on the radar. Um, yeah, like I feel like he he had like one chapter, like two chapters. He did because it was like he was it so was a small. One night stand. <laughs> it was yeah. so small. It was a one night stand. I literally I'm sitting here like thinking of all our husbands, and I was like, who was that one dude? Um, <laughs> so there's that, and that was for a publicity thing, but also because. Um, like, newspapers were starting to speculate about how much time Evelyn and Celia were spending together, and Evelyn was terrified that she wouldn't, like, she'd be kicked out of Hollywood, basically, if people found out that they were seeing each other. And so she's like, oh, I'll go have a, a one-night stand with this, the, this famous singer guy who's in love with me, whatever. Super awkward. Uh, we then have Max Gerard, because, of course, there's more husbands. Um, he <laughs> was a French director. Evelyn kind of fell from grace after her divorce with Dawn, and no, like, she was kind of blackballed in Hollywood, and so she went to Paris and ended up starring in a, in a movie where she did, like, some partially nude scenes, became super big for that. Uh, Max only loved her for her name. He only liked carrying her around as a trophy wife. So their marriage did not last long. And then we get to her last husband, Robert, who is Celia's brother, literally married him as a cover, he knew that, like, Celia and Evelyn were together. It was a whole thing. He was such a great stepfather to Connor. I loved Robert. Yeah, like, Robert uh, yeah, so like honorable mention to Robert. I feel bad for, like, saying that Harry was the best. But, like, Robert really did the most. Yeah. He was like, sure, sis. Sure. Yeah. Robert, oh, Robert, because Robert was a playboy. So he also was like, well, if I'm going to settle down, like, it might as well be with this one, you know? Um, right. And then, oh, and we forgot to mention John. Um, John is the... So Celia ends up married to John. And then Harry and Evelyn are married. But Evelyn and Celia are sleeping together. And John and Harry are also sleeping together. Yeah, so they they cover each other's marriages up pretty well with all the infidelity. So it ends up all working out. Which, honestly... I have to commend, like, this is kind of why I feel like we did a character overview. Mm -hmm. Because really, out of all those characters, I feel like poor Mr. One Night Stand is, like, the only one that you really, like, forget about. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to write that many characters and have you both care about all of them and care about, like, the main character and everything like that. Like, the story was very well written. And you also, other than my boy Mick... Remember everything. Like, I I genuinely feel like that's very hard to do, especially with the amount of characters that she was writing about. Yes, I completely agree. I'm very glad you said that. I felt like we got to know, like, all of the characters decently well throughout their, like, sections. And I, I just, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, and I, yeah, like, and I like that that was divided up into sections because it made it easier to follow. It was so chronological. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I find that, like, almost annoying in a book. But with this one, it, you, you kind of needed it. You really did need it. You really needed um, it. If, if yeah, we had done it out of order, it would have been so confusing. <laughs> 
Yeah, and also, like, another thing I liked about the book is Evelyn is, like, a very well-rounded character in the fact that she knows when she's being arrogant and she Mm -hmm. knows when she's being loving and she knows when she's being compassionate and she also knows when she's just totally, like, being psychopathic. Like, she owns up to all of her, like, mistakes and everything like that. And I feel like... um, Sometimes with, like, I feel like whenever I read books about, like, movie stars and stuff, most authors like to just make them, like, oh, this character is going to fit, like, the jock category Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And she was just really well-developed, which is helpful because she was written, like, from an older, retired movie star age. So it it made her all the more, like, it it made her, honestly, more, like, real to me. Like, it sounded like she could have existed, like, in 2021, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that but makes sense. But I don't sense. know. Um, what else did you like about it, Sarah? I thought that the Taylor Jenkins read the author, I thought her voice was so strong. I really liked it. I just bought, like, two more of her books because I'm really obsessed with the writing style. I... It took me a little bit to get into the book. Um, but once I was in, like, I was in. I didn't want to stop reading which doesn't happen often with books that flip between past and present or follow two separate story threads. And I thought that this book did a really good job of that, which was very exciting. And then this book is, it's not a romance book, but it is a love story. It's got other things going on, but at the same time, like, you feel the thread of Celia and Evelyn's love through, like, everything. Um, But it also deals with, like, familial love and friendship love, um... Evelyn and Harry have, like, a moment when they're like, oh, do you believe in, like, friend soulmates? Like, we're each other's friend soulmate. Like, we were meant to meet. We were meant to be in each other's lives. Um, and they were in each other's lives until their demise. Sort yeah, of. there's it's a lot of sad. death in the book, like unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we will. For no reason. Just in, like, the last yeah. ten chapters. Um, we'll get I there. really get liked, there. Um, I read somewhere that Taylor based yeah. all of the characters off of, like, three really important, like, movie stars from, like, World War, like, World War II area, I think. Um, Elizabeth Taylor, Ava Gardner, and mm-hmm. Rita Hayworth. Rita Hayworth, I don't know as much about, but I definitely, like, <laughs> I feel like that, like, whatever her research into those, like, three, like, movie stars, whatever her research she did into that, I feel like is what I was talking about before, about how, like, she feels like she could be real. She, I feel like she really took parts of um, their lives and put them in the book which makes it just more personable to me and then I also Mm -hmm. like I just I I, like I agree with you said about like how like it's not a romance book but it's a love story and um like almost like that little bit of like invisible string that's kind of tying them around across the whole book um see what I did there Mm -hmm. um someone will know what that is but yeah no (laughs) I definitely like I, I I agree that it's not a romance book like I would definitely not characterize it as like something that you want to read to make you happy and feel good because it's not one of those books. It's unfortunately yeah, very book sad. And I <laughs> <laughs> it will for like like three quarters of it will make you Yeah, like, but you can always happy. feel this almost um, like you'll enjoy it. You will never be happy in Hollywood. Yeah. Like this and I and I feel like it also does a really good job of like explaining like what it was like to be like queer in Hollywood for a really long time because like now I feel mm-hmm. like LA is just so much more like 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 gay friendly, I should say. Like I feel like it's way more it's way more easy to be open mm-hmm. and about and everything. 
And it just definitely wasn't like that back in the 1960s, 70s, you know, whenever the book was written. And I feel like she really did her research because I find it very hard to believe that this story is completely fiction. Like, you know, like, I feel like this was definitely something that was going on for a really long time. And it was probably just not talked about. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I just thought it was very well written. I really, really liked it. I was so happy that Sarah liked it. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, breathing a sigh of relief. Because sometimes my favorite books aren't Sarah's favorite books and vice versa. So... Every time we've done one of my favorite books on the podcast or one of Shannon's favorites, we haven't liked it, with the exception of oh, and Song of Achilles. You like Song of Achilles. Um, so. Oh, I like Song of Achilles after it took, I read it, Song Yeah, of you really need to let it, like, soak in. Yeah, it's it's like it a took good me, tanning like, a couple lotion. Days yeah, to be like, it, it, oh, it needs I guess a minute I liked to bake. It. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, I did. I did not have high ex- expectations for this book. I felt like it was just really hyped up um, on like social media, and Shannon hyped it up, and like, of course, all of my friends were like, "Oh yeah, like it's really good, and it sells really well." And so I was like, "Is it actually good?" No one could really tell me what it was about. Everyone was like, "Yeah, this woman had seven husbands." And like that was the most which plot at first you're like great another like, oh, straight book like, you know like I feel like <laughs> and then it's not which is amazing but yeah but back back a little to the writing style I think one of the things that made it so easy for me to like this book and so easy for me to be engrossed in it is because um, Harry and Celia were like common threads throughout the whole book, no matter who she was married to. In every single section, it was, oh, Harry did this. Oh, Evelyn did this. Oh, I thought of, I, I thought of Celia, you know? Um, and then on the like years when Celia and Evelyn weren't talking to each other, Evelyn was still thinking about Celia, still like wishing that they could be together. And I think that just having them as a, like a reoccurrence, like helped keep you grounded in the story even as she moved forward with new husbands new names new locations yeah overall just really really well written if you want to read a book that makes you remember what it's like to love reading oh definitely pick up this book um and actually a girl dm'd me today because i put up um i did a review in my instagram story of this book and i woke up and a girl had dm'd me like at like 7 a.m or something and she was like oh my god this book like got me back into reading after not reading for like for pleasure for like a decade which is pretty cool so that's a glowing recommendation if i've ever heard one so definitely i would check it out i do have some dislikes would it be would it be an episode yeah, of your inner shelf that's true. if Sarah didn't that's have true. a dislike though? That's Let's big facts. <laughs> really think about that. <laughs> Number one. It took me a little bit to get into the book because, like I said, I did not care about Monique, like at all. Um, Monique at the beginning of the book you find out is like going through a divorce. Um, her husband of like less than a year has just left her. Um, I did not care like at all and like that sounds really mean but I was like can we just get to Evelyn and all her husbands like I don't care about you Monique so that it took me like a little bit and like every now and then they would go like backwards or not backwards but like they would tell you a bit of Evelyn's story and then like go back to the present and and Evelyn would be like okay well that's enough uh, like writing for the day and Monique would go home and just be sad that like her bland boyfriend David like <laughs> left her like what um it was really annoying but 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 I want to say maybe around like page 73 oh yeah 73 exactly I even marked the page in my book um right after she gets married to Don Adler 
uh, and she announced that he starts hitting her, that's when I was engrossed. I was like, oh, it's going to get real. We're going to actually hear about relationships. Sarah, her first Sarah, husband, are you listening to yourself? You were literally like, oh, I'm into the book now that there's like abuse. <laughs> let me just, let me, let's go back oh, a little bestie, bit. No. Um, I felt like we were seeing more facets to a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> there you go a little bit. there you go i was like i'm listening to you talk um, and i'm like mm, that is that is there. when i got into the book though was when she was um dating and then married to don adler was when i got into it so that's still pretty good i mean it's like an eighth of nope not even i'm bad at fractions i don't know there's like 300 and something pages in the book do the math yourself so it took like a little bit to get into it but like not so much that I was going to put it down. Um, and then also, of course, like, once you read all the way to the end of the book, like, you care about Monique because you understand the, like, connection between her and Evelyn's life. And it just makes the beginning better. So if I, when I reread this book, I think yeah. I like the beginning more. No, I, I definitely think that, like, the mm-hmm. end result is kind of worth it. Um, that's actually, uh, p- part of the ending is in my dislikes. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the ending. And here's, mm-hmm. like, here's where I'll preface this is, like, if I knew someone was about to off themselves, regardless of whether or not, like, they've lived a full life or lived, like, whatever they think is their full life and they've reached their max potential... I don't, there's kind of like a moment where Monique is like, it's Evelyn's choice, like whatever. I feel like that was very disingenuous to Mm. Monique's character, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like Monique really cared about her. Like, wow, like, during, like, while the process of, like, Evelyn telling her story was, like, wow, there's Mm -hmm. so much depth here. Like, this is such a character. And, like, the argument is made at the end of the book that she's had this full life. And so because of that, she should be allowed to end it. I don't know. I probably would have called the cops. Like, if I'm being real with you. but I do kind of agree with it just because um, I do think that, like, doctor-assisted suicide is something that should be, like, allowed and it should be legalized for, um, patients who have, like, diseases that they're, you know, cancer that they're gonna die from. And so I feel like where Monique was coming from and, like, how I interpreted it was, like, oh, she's gonna die anyway. Like, you might, like, she, I might as, like, I might as well not stop her, you know? Um, and while, Yes, it does kind of feel like out of place for Monique. I feel like also the amount of love that Monique does have for her, like, Monique just wants Evelyn to be happy and she knows that the way Evelyn's going to be happy is by doing this because... Also, in Evelyn's mind, like, she's, I don't know if Evelyn, I don't believe Evelyn's religious, but I, like, Evelyn, wherever she believes the afterlife to be, like, she's gonna be with Celia, she's gonna be with every, because everyone she loves is dead, um, which is, like, what the heck, um, and so I, I kind of liked the ending, plus I thought it was very in character for Evelyn, her, literally her entire life, she's like, oh, oh I'm going to do yeah. what I want to do. What's best for me? I'm going to do it on my terms. And she said, oh, I, breast yeah, cancer is going to take I me down. I was not saying it wasn't <laughs> in Evelyn's character. It was more of Monique's. It, yeah, it, it definitely yeah. wasn't Evelyn's character that I thought, oh, this is so strange. It was definitely Monique's character. I don't know. I felt like you got the sense through the book that Monique was, like, just in complete awe of her, not only of the fact that she got to mm-hmm. be the one to write the article. I don't know. I, I can kind of see what well, you're saying. I, think- I see what you're saying now. 
But I, I don't know. I, it just didn't sit mm. right with me, if that makes sense. Like, I am just such a mental health, like, like advocate in that sense. So it just didn't sit right with me. But I also hear what you're saying. Well, I think part so, of it, like, too, is that 50 realized that Evelyn wasn't, like, this perfect person that... She hadn't necessarily thought her to be a perfect person, but she realized, like, she wasn't really deserving of the pedestal that she had been put upon. Um, For those of you who haven't read the book and want a spoiler again, um, Evelyn is responsible, not responsible, but she covered up Monique's father's death. Um, Harry was drunk. And he crashed into a tree. There was a gentleman in the um, passenger seat. They ended up switching the bodies around. Um, both men end up dying. And the man they ended up putting in the driver's seat was Monique's father. And so he died and everyone believed him to be um drunk when he was driving and it really tarnished his reputation and so in that sense like I feel like Monique realized that Evelyn like truly was kind of an awful person um and that not that she not that she was like making it right by dying but I feel like Monique was like okay well if she's gonna do it anyway like I might as well not interfere I don't know I don't know if that made any sense at all but no that definitely made sense no I hear you like I, I totally hear what you're saying um but yeah so like that was really only my really like strong dislike. I definitely saw the ending coming though oh yeah yeah I, I feel like, like leading literally up to from it. the beginning Evelyn was so vague she was like Monique you can't publish this biography until I'm dead and Monique's like you got a time frame for me and Evelyn's like one day I'll die and you're like ma'am yeah <laughs> I, I, I work at a, a publishing company like you know like I can't really do this yeah, no, yeah, I definitely like, hear you. Yeah, probably, like, ten chapters in, I was like, ooh, is she gonna off herself? Yeah, she's gonna like... unalive herself. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it was definitely, like, I don't know. It didn't sit right with my spirit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. that's okay. Um, yeah, and I would say, like, my only other, like, true dislike would be was that, I don't know, I felt like um, Robert's, like, chapter, like, Robert, whenever we, like, see, like, the end of life for Celia mm-hmm. and, like, Connor and everything like that, I felt like they, they she could have maybe done a little bit more with it. Like, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of it, if that makes sense. I, for Robert. Yeah, I feel like his chapter yeah. was also, like, um, not as rushed as Mix, but, like, I definitely liked that marriage as much as I liked um, her Evelyn and Harry. So I was just saying, like, I would have liked a little bit more, like, oh, we're, like, living by the seaside, like, but I don't know. That's just me. Um, No, I I agree with you. I do wish it was longer. Also, I really liked Robert and Listen. I had a feeling that people were going to die, but I was really mad that he was the first one to go. Um, Yeah. It just made me so sad. Just lots of sadness all around, so just be careful. Lots of sadness. Um, just yeah, yeah. yeah. How how does it go? It's Robert dies, and then Celia dies, and then Connor dies of breast cancer. No, and then Harry dies. No, no, no. Robert no, dies, no, Harry, then he, Harry no. dies, then Celia, and then Connor. And it's like, bro, how much more heartbreak? Like, yeah, no, it's definitely not great for it's those so who are sad. like I was not looking for a sad book for like the last 10 chapters yeah it was it, yeah it's definitely not for the faint of heart because you definitely will watch favorite yeah. characters die but yeah I mean that kind of like wraps up my dislikes like I really don't have a lot of bad things mm-hmm. to say about it so do you have a favorite uh quote 
I do. Um, so our Queen Evelyn Hugo over here is bisexual. And when she has her like big coming out, not like big coming out moment, but when she and Monique are talking about it, Monique makes the assumption that Evelyn is gay because she slept with a woman. And Evelyn says, don't ignore half of me so you can fit me into a box. And I loved it. Um, I thought it was really, really perfect for Evelyn's character. Evelyn is also... Um, half Cuban, and I, I really, I loved it. I just loved it. Yeah, no. That was it. I like, there's a lot of other lines I liked, but I really, really liked No, and, and definitely in, like, today's, like, discussion and everything like that, I definitely think it was very fitting because, like, there is a lot of, like, mm-hmm. biphobia that's, like, you, we have to ignore half of you because of you married a man or you married a girl. Are we going to talk? Oh, so. my God. Are we going to talk about biphobia? Because <laughs> I have so many things to say. But, yeah, no. Like, I definitely feel like that yeah. Like that was a good way of addressing it. Um, my mm. favorite quote is, people are messy and love can be ugly. I'm inclined to always err on the side of compassion. Um, I really liked that one. And then my – like, you, you guys know me. I always have, like, a throwaway one that doesn't quite – make it and it would be that forgiveness is different from absolution um which honestly like deserves to be in like at least in my mind like also a top tier quote because forgiveness is completely different from absolution especially in like my own personal life like there you know god calls us to forgive or whatever but absolution is something that's completely different for me so i really like that one um but yeah what would you rate it, Sarah? I think it comes as no surprise that this is a five out of five snails for me. Thank goodness. Can, can we get a round <laughs> of applause, please? I'm so excited. I'm like going to add it. I'm going to like edit in like an applause track. Um, but anyway, um, also five out of five snails for me. Um, what a shock. What a shock. Yeah. And no I think we should coming. also point out that Sarah got me this book for Christmas, by the way. I like I forgot oh, to mention yeah, that. But that's what Sarah got me for Christmas was this book. So shout out to Sarah. Woo-hoo. But yeah, so that I think about wraps it up. Um, in two weeks, we will be covering um, Beach Read by Emily Henry. Um, which I've actually already read and really enjoyed. So I'm very excited. Um, Sarah hasn't read it yet, though, right? I don't think so. I haven't. Well, you're going to love it. I'm really excited to I bought to cover it, it like four months ago, but I haven't read it but yet. But that's like all of Sarah's books on her shelves. Every every time I point out one, I'm like, oh, is this one good? She's like, oh, I haven't read it yet. And I'm like, mm, uh, okay. <laughs> I listen. I'm a book collector at this point. It's fine. This is fine. But yeah. So we are really excited to cover it. Um, thank you guys, as always, for listening. Um, leave us a nice review and a comment. And we will see you in two weeks. We love you. Bye. Bye.